It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Last segment of Outside the Box being brought to you by Raising Canes. Final show of the regular season. Rocky teased it a little bit before. We may have another. We'll have to see how the playoffs allow for us uh, to do things down the stretch. I'm Joel Norman, joined by Tim Gray at the Lincoln Journal Star. And Tim, as we get into this final segment, let's play a little bit of a game here. Now, as we mentioned, Lincoln can still get the second seed. Mm-hmm. It's a tall task. You need Waterloo. You need, we're all big Dubuque Fighting Saints fans this weekend. I'll say that. Uh, but let's assume right now, because let's say everything ends where they are in the standings, and let's say the Stars finish in third. They would play the sixth seed, who is either going to be Sioux Falls or Des Moines. Who would you rather play if you're the Lincoln Stars in the first round? Um, I'm going to cop out and say I don't think it matters who they play, okay. but Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls Lincoln to me has always kind of been that rivalry that's not a rivalry. You see them a lot so many times a season, and I think it's just good hockey. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's either going to be really close or it's going to be you know kind of a Lincoln-dominant game, kind of like what you saw against Omaha this year, where you know Omaha is a – don't have a great record, but they still bring it. And I kind of feel like in the last couple of years, Lincoln and Sioux Falls have met in the playoffs. And it's just yeah. kind of kind of made that, you know, well, round three or round four where, you know, who's going to be the better team this year. But I would say Sioux Falls in that, that aspect because Des Moines, Des Moines has that funky power play where they just get guys behind the net. They get people in the crease and they can tic-tac-toe. And if, you know, Lincoln's, I think, what, third or fourth? most penalty minutes in the league yeah, this year. Yeah, right up there. And if you if you you give any team a power play opportunity, they they could capitalize, but Des Moines just their power play is so different than everybody else's. I'm going to say I'd rather face Des Moines as a slight edge. I think when you look at the two teams and you look at the player who could have the most effect on the ice against the Stars, mm-hmm. I think he's on the Des Moines Buccaneers. I think it's Michael Bevilacqua. Mm-hmm. We talked earlier with Ronke about how Sebastian Tornquist for Tri-City has scored some huge goals against Lincoln. Bevilacqua's right up there. He's got two game winners against the Stars. Uh, one that was almost an overtime one because it came in the final seconds at Buccaneer Arena. Another one that was it was an overtime winner at the Icebox. I think that's... That's the guy who's probably the best player on the ice for, for Des Moines when he's out there. They've got some great players, too. Varwork is a guy who I would have loved to have seen on a team like the Stars with that power forward presence. But I think that's a team that the Stars match up a little bit better with. Mm-hmm. Just, I know every game was close with them. The Stars were 4-1-1 against Des Moines. Every game felt tight. I think it's a little bit better of a matchup with Des Moines than Sioux Falls. I mentioned Bevilacqua. I mentioned Varwork. There's a couple of guys who scare me on Sioux Falls. Sam Harris. Um, Clint Levins is a guy who he's an agitator, but he's a talented player. He's that talented kind of guy. He can make some things happen in front of the net. He scores goals. He's a good player. Even with all the penalty minutes in there, uh, he finds ways to be productive. And that's just, and we talked about, you know, Sam Harris too. Maddox Fleming, another one. They've got some, a few more guys who I, I, it just makes me give it a slight edge. I'd rather see Des Moines, but I think either one of them will be a challenge. We saw it last year. Lincoln was the three seed. Fell to Waterloo, who was the six seed. Just yeah. because the team's got the worst record doesn't mean it's going to be a one-sided affair. Mm-hmm. Now, can I ask you a question? That I don't know if you answered or not. Let's hear it. Okay, so Rocky said they want to be a team that's predictable where whoever they're facing, the other team knows what they're going to do and just do it better. Mm-hmm. But you see a lot this year of unexpected goal or goals from unexpected players at big moments. Like, you know, 
uh, Yavish scored the other day. And I mean, Yavish has, has scored goals, but it's always Tanner Lucky, yeah. Doug Grimes, Mason Marcellus. Do you have a dark horse for the a Stars? Playoff hero guy. A playoff hero guy? Okay. I mean, Waterloo had one last year for against the Stars where uh, I, I don't remember his name, but I know he was 16 years old and scored, mm-hmm. what, four goals in the third period for him? Wow, that's that's a good question for who will be a playoff hero for the Stars. When we made the Yavash trade, I thought that was the guy who was that that candidate. He's gonna and he's been doing it down the stretch. And I was saying on the broadcast a couple of weeks ago, I said I know fans love seeing him fight. We need this guy on the ice. You know, now those games are with Omaha in mid March. That's done. No more of that. I don't. I I don't want to see Yavash fighting. I'm at, I wonder if I'm sure the coaching staff is saying something like that. It's great that he can, unless it's a blowout right now. There's no need. Because we don't want him missing any games here down the stretch, so I'd pick him as my potential playoff hero. And I'm gonna go the the other trade. I'm gonna go Tyler Dunbar. Okay, you know he's got one goal with the Stars, four on the season, but not a big time goal scorer. But he's got the playoff experience where I just kind of feel like you know he's gonna be on the ice in the final minutes of a game, and you know he's not afraid to go in and shoot. So, yeah. and so- we 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 talked about that Minnesota Dallas game last night about. You know, double overtime. You kind of see the similar play styles of Lucas Massey, Cameron Whitehead making big saves, just like both goalies did last night. And then you know the unexpected hero of going down in the third period, can't skate, and then scores the game-winning goal. But it's playoff hockey, and you know anybody can score, and all the regular season stats are out the window. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what fans can really look forward to so much next week. With it again, it either starts on Monday. Or it starts next Friday, and you know we've been we've been putting this stuff on social media. The season, those tickets for those games are going to go on sale once we know who the opponent is, when we know we're playing as well. And if you're a seven star member, you've already got uh, your tickets for you for that first round. Just have to show your pass. Tim, looking forward to chatting more. I imagine you'll be there this Friday. Yep. Final. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us here tonight, Tim. Yep. No problem. Tim Gray from the Lincoln Journal Star ahead of this coming Friday when Lincoln is taking on Tri City. Final regular season home game. Hope to see you there at the Icebox, 7.05 p.m. puck drop for Fandemonium. We're going to have lots of great prizes for fans throughout the evening, so don't miss it. Get your tickets now at lincolnstars.com. I'm Joel Norman. This has been Outside the Box, being brought to you by Raising Canes on 93.7 The Ticket.